Yo, my people, thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Grateful Yardy Podcast. It's your boy, Drew, talking the things and pond the ends. And on this episode, give my thoughts on moments from the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. Some thoughts on the latest releases by the World Wrestling Entertainment. And Goran Dragic says that Toronto isn't his preferred destination. Then retracts and apologizes to Raptor Nation. So some thoughts on that. And also, maybe just maybe a little more story time. But before we get into all of them things that folks, past episodes of Grateful Yardy Podcast are available on Anchor.fm, Podcast Attic, uh, it's escaping me wherever else you get your favorite podcast at the moment. So Podcast Addict, Anchor.fm, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you get your favorite podcast. I was blanking there. I'm on some good cushion alcohol right now. Um, You can hit me up on Twitter. That is TheWrestling99 on Instagram, Drew underscore Wrestling99. Also, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash grateful. You're already in grateful. It's spelled G-R, the number 8-F-U-L. Let's just get some administrative or administrative stuff out of the way. I am a part of the SummerSlam Showdown Tournament brought to you by your friends over at Wrestling With Entertainment. So check me out on Twitter. Once again, a reminder is at DWrestling99 or go over to Wrestling With E on their Twitter page to see the matches and also take a listen to why we chose some of these matches because it's over the 33 years of SummerSlam, the event of SummerSlam. And right now you can go vote for some of the matches. Right now you can vote for my match, which was my fourth pick in the tournament, which is the Mega Powers versus the Mega Bus from the first ever SummerSlam going up against Randy Savage and Ultimate Warrior from Wembley Stadium, SummerSlam 1992. You can vote for that. Go check out Wrestling with E. You can also check out me going up against Coleco. So my match is uh, Chris Jericho versus Chris Benoit, two of the three falls from SummerSlam 2000, going up against Coleco's pick. Of John Cena versus Seth Rollins from SummerSlam 2015. Right now, I am leading the votes, but please, people, go over to Wrestling With E and vote for those matches. Take a listen to on why we chose these matches and a little hearty discussion on the history of SummerSlam. All right, so let's get into it. So... The 32nd Olympiad has come to a close after we had to take a year off because, you know, the Dutty Girl Corona does mash up 2020 for everybody. So nothing could have gone after March of 2020. Nobody, with people out of work, sports didn't continue. So the Olympics got pushed to this year of 2021 in the great city of Tokyo, Japan. We saw some amazing feats by athletes all around the world. We saw Canada take in 24 medals, the most ever in a non-boycotted Olympic Games. We saw mental health 
be put on the forefront by the greatest gymnast of all time, Simone Biles. We saw the emergence of track and field without Usain Bolt. We saw the emergence of swimming without Michael Phelps. We saw arguably, to me, the biggest thing that ever happened on this Olympic during these two weeks of the Olympics was Team Canada beating the United States in the semifinals of women's soccer and going on in a in a shootout to win a gold medal. That, for me, was the biggest moment in the Olympics, being a Canadian. Because many of us have gone through the struggles with the women's soccer program. It was a Friday morning when this happened, last Friday morning when it happened, or Friday that just passed when it happened. And we were in the second half, and they tie up the game on the penalty kick, and I had to run out and go get groceries. And as I'm going through the motion, not going through the motion, but going through getting the groceries, I'm still checking my phone to see what the score is and all that kind of stuff, and... When I got the text from my wife saying that we did it, we did it, a little tear came to my eye because I felt in real they got robbed from Team USA. To be honest with you, I felt like they got robbed from Team USA in Rio. And their redemption took five years. It was so much sweeter for this team to win. Christine Sinclair, arguably to me, is one of the greatest athletes to ever wear the Maple Leaf. Arguably, she should have been the flag bearer leaving Tokyo, but I digress. But Team USA, when they beat them in the semifinal, couldn't even give them their props. Couldn't do it. But that was my moment of the Olympics, folks. Andre DeGrasse winning the 200, amazing. Him coming back from fifth in the last leg of the 4x100, amazing. Him starting off slow in the 100 and able to come back and get a bronze medal, amazing. But the moment for me, folks, was Team Canada getting the monkey off their back and getting that gold medal. That is the moment. So the next following weeks, we should be able to go into any sporting store, any store in Canada and get yourself a Christine Sinclair jersey. Also, Knowing that somebody that is transgender was on the team was won a medal. That's also a feather in the cap for the LGBTQ plus community. I am so I, I, this this is one of those gold medals. Yes, I seen DeGrasse's gold medal is amazing. Um, the swimming's gold medal was amazing. The rowing or the cyclists on the last day of competitions. A, a, a medal was a, a, is amazing, but this team of women 
The soccer team that we fought and saw them go through hardships at World Cups, saw them go through hardships at other Olympics, winning bronze medals, etc., etc., to get the monkey off the back by beating Team USA and not even and not only beating them, taking that momentum and going to get the gold medal. That to me, again, I can't stress it enough, is the moment of the 2020 Tokyo Olympic Games for your boy Drew here at the Grateful Yardy Podcast. But on that same Friday night, around 9 or 8.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, your friends over at the WWE decided to make another round of cuts. And this time they cut about 13 people from the NXT level. And the names are Bobby Fish, Bronson Reed, Jake Atlas, Ari Sterling, which I believe his name was something else on the indies. Let me go to my... Good old stratis or statistician, and he wrestled under the name Alex Zane. Let me get it right. Alex Zane, Kona Reeves, Stefan Smith, uh, Leon Ruff, Tyler Rusky was in Diamond Mine, Zachariah Smith, Asher Hale, Giant Zadir, and Mercedes Martinez. Also, Denzel Dejournet. Confirmed he was released by the World Wrestling Entertainment and gave his tweet, and I quote, Life is tough, but it's all about t- about time I got some adversity to see what I'm made of. What a way to start the weekend. Thank you, Triple H and NXT, for the opportunity. There is power in a name with a name like Denzel DeJourner. Can't, I can't and won't lose it. And then Bronson Reed took to Twitter as well and said he just got released from WWE, the monsters list. You don't know what you have done. And then he at mentioned AEW, Impact Wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and Ring of Honor. Then Alex Zane went back to Alex Zane and Jake Atlas tweeted out, and I quote, I've always been famous. It's just no one knew it yet. Kona Reeves thanked the WWE. And with Bobby Fish, He's 44 years old. He joined the WWE in 2017 and had a great run, run as a member of the of the Undisputed Era until they split up earlier this year. And then he was feuding with his former tag team partner, Roderick Strong, who is in Diamond Mine, and he lost that match, which aired on last Tuesday night. Um, I just think... Back in the day with releases, we had like a release time. It's usually after WrestleMania. But now it's just every other week, somebody's getting released from WWE. And a good friend of mine turned to me and said, what next? They're going to call their kids and pets and stuff to be part of the WWE universe? With the amount of cuts that's going on, are you trimming the fat? Or is there something physical about these guys and girls that you don't want to see on your television screen screen when you're doing wrestling anymore i don't know but let's let's go to the names that that mean a lot of stuff to people first off let's go with mercedes martinez she got a vicious kick to the head by zia lee in her match and now she's without a job but aew should crepe this gal up asap She's been on TV, she's worked indies, she's worked with majority a lot of the girls in AEW. She would be a valued as asset. She was part of she was the Joker in I believe it's All Out, the first ever All Out. 
and Tony Khan was trying to sign her, and as soon as that he didn't do that, WWE creeped up. Now she's back on the free agent list. Take her and do something with her, AEW. That's where she should be going. Bobby Fish, I thought he could stay in WWE and transition his way into a trainer, coach kind of thing down at the Performance Center. A lot of years of experience, a lot of years in, in tag teams, so that's a guy... At his age, I thought he would have transitioned to that. Bronson Reed, he should be headed to, like, Impact Wrestling or even New Japan. Um, Alex and Alex Zane and Jake Atlas, the New Japan Strong needs some junior heavyweights. They should be heading there. Leon Ruff, that's a tough one because I could say Ring of Honor, but Ring of Honor already has a cheeseburger type of guy. It has cheeseburger, which is the same kind of body frame as Leon Ruff is. So if I had to choose, Leon Ruff could be one of those guys that come into impact and repackage and look different. Same with Tyler Rusk, another guy that didn't really get an opportunity, I would say, in NXT. And now with Diamond Mine, I thought that was going to be his chance. And now he's... Sayonara, Konichiwa, see you later. But yeah, it's just it's just been a sad time. A lot of these guys in Corner Reeves, another guy I could see showing up on an impact wrestling because they need they need guys and, and bodies over there. And with this forbidden door, it's wherever wherever fits best. And I don't think people have to even be exclusive anymore. I think those days are 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 pretty much over with this whole forbidden door because you can be on New Japan one minute and then show up on Impact the next and show up on Ring of Honor in the next week. Look at Chelsea Green. If you watch NXT, not NXT, if you watch Ring of Honor television this weekend, she was doing commentary for the women's um the women's championship tournament. So it's sad that all these names got released in the last during SmackDown, which then took away from them being able to talk how, how much SmackDown was being tweeted about on their television screen, but more people were tweeting and talking about the releases of these 13 names. So, in a sense, that kind of, I think, would hurt the number of SmackDown going forward. But I digress. I, like I said before, I'm not in the books. I don't know what they're setting up to be. If I had to put on my speculation hat... It would have to be that WWE, in a sense, is getting ready to sell the whole company to maybe it's NBC Universal, maybe it's Fox, maybe it's ABC. Who knows who they're going to sell it to? It's whoever comes with the best bid and the highest bid. We know that's where it's going. Or it's just something that maybe we're seeing a directional shift in the way WWE is doing business when it comes to professional wrestling. And remember, professional wrestling to WWE is kind of a bad word. So I would have to say they're doing their thing, their sports entertainment thing. All right. Last thing on the docket here in the world of sports and sports entertainment and professional wrestling. Goran Dragic was part of the signing trade deal that sent Kyle Lowry over to the Miami Heat and brought back Precious Adesanya. And Goran Dragic. And Goran Dragic took to whatever social media platform and said earlier in the day that Toronto was not his preferred destination. Hmm. I've been around as long as the Raptors have been in history, which is about 27 years. This season will be 28. 
He is not the first player to be traded to the Toronto Raptors and saying that Toronto is not his first place he wants to be. Alonzo Mourning ring a bell to you folks? Hmm? Kenny Anderson ring a bell to you folks? Raptor Nation? And then, after getting a backlash from Raptor Nation, which you guys should defend your team, I will defend, I will defend. He came around and said, I'm sorry, y'all won a championship. Toronto's a fine city. Toronto is a great organization. Uh, and, you know, and you guys won a championship and I didn't, da, 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 da. No. The, what you stated in the beginning is what you felt about the city and the organization, Goran Dragic. You don't want to be here. You feel that this team is a rebuilding team. Maybe it is. But they still have three pieces from the championship team left. Three. Barbara Fred, OG, and Pascal. Wasn't Pascal one of the most, what, what was, was a huge part of that championship in 2019? Hmm? We saw what Scott Scotty Barnes did in his first game in Summer League. We saw what Malachi Flynn did in his first game in Summer League, and he was he was steady as a rock in the minutes that he got as a rookie. Ken Birch is now gonna have a full training camp and a full season as a Toronto Raptor. Chris Boucher took a leap. Do I think they're gonna be in that echelon with 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 the Bucks? With the with the 76ers, with the Brooklyn Nets, and with the revamped revamp Chicago Bulls? My Chicago Bulls? No, but I think they'll be fighting for that 6, 7, and 8 seed. Rebuild means you are like the Oklahoma City Thunder. You have one star and you're building around him. And maybe, just maybe, you'll be in the playoffs in the next 3 to 7 seasons. The Raptors are not far off from being a, a championship team again. They're not. If they can flip Goran Dragic out of here and get him to his preferred destination and get some assets back for him, so be it. Maybe the Raptors are, some, are embracing positionless basketball. Because everybody's going to say, everybody said, Kyle Lowry's gone. Who's going to play point? Fred can play point. Malachi can play point. OG can play point. Scotty Barnes has played point. Right? It's just the NBA is a different beast. You are not going to find a guy that's 7 foot 1, 300 plus pound that's going to back up and pound you in the post. The NBA does not work like that anymore. Basketball in general does not work that way anymore. So Goran Dragic, Raptor Nation, rip him to shreds. Because this is a fine organization. Yes, I have been critical of them over the years because I have seen them do things over the years that makes your head scratch. I remember at the draft this year, Raptor Nation got on and said, Scotty Barnes is going to be another Rafael Arujo. And then after one game, 
oh, Messiah and Bobby Webster are the greatest, are the, are the smartest men in the room. Make up your mind, Raptor Nation. That's one. Rip Goran Dragic. If they can't move him and he has to be here, hopefully he gives you something at his age, at 35 years old. And not a grumpy puss that doesn't want to be in Toronto because it's not his preferred destination. Again, 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 people, your boy Drew has some story for telling you. And we have to go back, way back, way back into time. The year was about 1986. Living on the drain strip, so anybody that lives in the GTA in Toronto knows what the drain strip is. So if you say Jane and Finch, Jane and Falstaff, Jane and Grand Ravine, Jane and Shepherd. You know what I'm talking about. Little youth. You know, I was flipping around TV one Saturday afternoon looking for something for watch. And them times they had to really get up and crank your TV. Because we didn't have really have remote thing. Wasn't really a, wasn't really a thing yet. Unless you had a cable box and you had a little money or somebody you know hook you up with a cable box. And you used to have to go to Radio Shack and get your cable box. See me, I age myself. So I'm going to flip around the channel, them seeing. And buck upon this thing called Wrestling Cavalcade. That used to come on CHCH. And CHCH is still around. It's still Channel 11. And it still transmits out of the great city of Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, where Edge had his first match against the late great Owen Hart. And there was this big muscular guy on the TV, and a little short-headed, bald-head man on the TV. And the muscle guy said, and the bald-headed guy said, and we're here with Hulk Hogan. And Hulk Hogan comes out and says, let me tell you something mean, Gene. And I was hooked. Do the math. I'm going to be 40 this November, so do the math. How many years this great medium, entertainment medium, sport, whatever you want to call it, has hooked you. Known as professional wrestling, sports entertainment, pero wrestle, lucha libre, whatever you want. Extreme death matches, you name it, I've watched it. Different languages, different places, different things. But wrestling was something that brought a lot of joy to my life, especially in those younger ages. Because I, I, 
I was a scrawny kid. I was picked on very easily. I was very uber emotional, especially when it came to school. So if I didn't, I, I, I would fall and cry a lot and get consoled by teachers. I was afraid of the cold. Plus, I had asthma and I was very sickly as a child. So Saturday and Sundays were a time that I could escape for one hour and listen to the sweet voices of Vince McMahon and Jesse the Body Ventura and Billy Billy Red Lions saying, don't you dare miss it when he would tell you about the cards that would show up at Maple Leaf Gardens on a Saturday or a Sunday. Let's push a little forward. And we go into the great year of 1995 when I started high school at Ascension of Our Lord Secondary School in Malton, Mississauga, Ontario. And back then you were... They called it initiated, or initiations were a thing for grade nines by the older students. It was like a rite of passage to introduce you into the world of high school. But my initiation went a little further than that. Because I was a nerdy, scrawny kid, maybe five foot four or five foot five at that point in time in my life. Maybe nowhere north of a hundred pounds. And I was bullied a lot. And when I say a lot, I can't add up the time amount of times I was pushed in the lockers or I was tripped or we were in a gym class and somebody went a little too hard when it came to me when tackling for 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 a soccer ball. And one day I was walking by the gym and my gym teacher happened to be setting up mats for wrestling and I asked hey what, what, what's what's all this about and she says oh we're setting up for wrestling practice and I said ignorant person as I am at that point in time oh you mean the stuff that they do in WWF because that's what the company was called at the time and she's like, no, no, not that stuff. No, the stuff, Olympic stuff. And then she showed me a video. And I'm like, I was hooked. The same way how in 1985, Gene Okerlund and Hulk Hogan hooked me to continuously watch Wrestling Cavalcade. This video hooked me to want to learn how to do a suplex. Wanted to, me, wanted to learn how to lock up and how to slam people and take out my anger and my frustration on being bullied and being picked on just because of my stature or just because I wasn't cool enough or because I was a nerd. So I joined the wrestling team in the fall of... 1995. Bullying was still there. Don't get me wrong. But the bullying got even worse. And it came towards my sexuality. Because remember, this is the 90s. So F-bombs and F-words would be flying around school like it was saying tomorrow fries are going to be a dollar. It was, it was nothing to hear an F-bomb 
or as we say in Jamaican vernacular, the BMs would have been called, and I don't mean bossy men, I mean they would call us Batman or fish or whatever you want to call it. We were named these things because we decided to wrestle. And there was one guy on my team named Jimmy. And Jimmy looked like something that was chiseled out of stone. And they never, ever, ever came at Jimmy for his sexuality. They never came at Jimmy for anything. Why? Because Jimmy looked like he could take your head, rip it off your shoulders, and use it as a bowling ball. So they never picked on Jimmy. Grade 9 turns to grade 10. I'm still on the wrestling team. I'm hitting the gym. Puberty decides to set in. My voice gets a little deeper. I get a little taller. Facial hair starts to come in. But I'm still... Girls still refer to me as, oh, he's gay because he wrestles. But you know what wrestling did for me? Wrestling took me off of the, the, the path that I was headed down. Following the wrong crowds, doing the wrong things, getting in trouble with the law, all that kind of stuff. It gave me structure. It gave me a team. It gave me a purpose. It gave me something I could really and truly sink my teeth into and enjoy. And you know what it also did? Got my mind off of being picked on. And nobody picked on me because the last time somebody did, they ended up upside down trying to, trying to clothesline me in a hallway. They ended upside down. I just want you to picture that. So I'm I'm speaking about this as a 40-year-old man that has learned through this global pandemic that it is okay to be passionate and to love something like professional wrestling, like comic books, like video games. It is okay. You know what makes it even more great is that I have somebody. I'm going to tear up here, folks. I have somebody that doesn't judge me because of my nerdum and just loves me for it. So if you're a single guy or a single girl out there or a single person out there and you are passionate about something, maybe it's your dream. Finds people that are never going to think that your dream is crazy because it's yours. That they're going to support you and love you and care about you more than you even know. Wrestling saved my life many of times. It has gotten me through projects. It has gotten me through life. Because some of the teachings that I've learned from, from wrestling and watching professional wrestling has made me look at the world in a different light. Not everybody is going to shove you in a locker. There's going to be some people out there that genuinely love you for who you are and what you bring to the table. Folks, thanks for as always for tuning in to the Grateful Yardy podcast. If you want to ever, ever, ever get in touch with me, two, the, the three quickest ways are this. Hit me up on Twitter, jump into my DMs on, or my messages on Twitter. Tweet at me, D 
Wrestling 99. On Instagram, you can jump into the DMs there. That is Drew underscore Wrestling 99. Or you can hit me up with an email. Mr. Drew Wrestling 99 at gmail.com. Shout outs to the boys, them over at Wrestling with E. They did, if you're looking for a more in depth look into the world of professional wrestling, I highly recommend you tune into James Coleco and Scooter. They do amazing work over there. They're available on Castbox and YouTube. And also hit up their Twitter that is at Wrestling with E to find out. Who takes the crown in the SummerSlam tournament? Also, I want to big up and shout out one of my favorite artists, Special T, always doing her thing. Her stuff is available wherever you download your music. S-P-E-C-Y-A-L-T. That's the name. Trust me, type it in. You will not be disappointed. And until next time, my peoples, God bless and always, always remain grateful. Peace.